Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode is a recording of a sermon that I preached on August the 8th. This was part one in a sermon series that the pastoral staff is undertaking, a sermon series that we're calling God's Mercy. As I'll explain a little bit in the sermon audio itself, we are looking at the Curie, which is a, a song that we sing in our worship service almost every single week. And the Curie is all these different petitions that we sing as a prayer to God, asking for God to be merciful in a variety of different ways. And so over the next four sermons, the next four weeks at Bethany, we will be looking at how God's mercy plays out in those different verses. We'll look, spend time on one verse each time. So this sermon today from August 8th that I'm posting was based on readings from Galatians chapter 3 and John chapter 17. But also, it's based on the first verse of the Curie, which I'll quote for you as part of the sermon text itself. Generally speaking, that first verse of the Curie focuses on the health of the church and unity for all. So here's a sermon that we preached and I hope you enjoy it. Again, I hope that it gives you a sense of God's presence in your life this day. Whether you've heard this sermon before or you're hearing it for the first time, I hope that these words uh, can give you some new things to think about and some new ways of understanding your life and walk of faith. Here we go. Well, as I mentioned in the opening uh, announcements, we are beginning a four-part sermon series that Pastor Gary and I are calling God's Mercy. This sermon and the next three will be focused on what God's mercy looks like and the places where we pray for God's mercy to break in. And we've built our weekly sermon themes around the verses of the Kyrie that we sang earlier in worship this morning. Each and every week, We sing some form of a curie during worship. This is the song towards the beginning of worship where we sing, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. We call it the curie because the phrase curie eleison is Greek for Lord have mercy. And these songs, these curies, have been a part of Christian worship for thousands of years. Churches have always found it important to begin their time of worship together, collectively praying and seeking God's mercy together. So when we sing the Kyrie, we are asking God to be merciful in a variety of areas in our life. But this morning, what we want to focus on in particular, what area we want to look at, is the one that we mentioned when we sang that first verse of this curie. So it's printed on page three in your bulletin if you want to dig it out, but if you don't feel like it, that's okay. I'll read it for you. Uh, For those of you who just want to remain, you know, with the bulletin nicely tucked away. And for those on the live stream, it's going to appear on the screen now. The first verse of our curie this morning, the one we're going to focus on, says, for peace in the world, for the health of the church, for the unity of all, for this holy house, for all who worship and pray, let us pray to the Lord. This first petition of our prayer for God's mercy asks for God to care for the church and for unity. And I don't think that it's a mistake that those two have been lumped together in this verse. As we know, division and disunity have long been one of the most destructive forces for the church in every age. We get a picture, actually of this type of division causing trouble in the church 
in our first reading that Leslie read for us this morning. That first reading was from the book of Galatians. And let me tell you a little bit about the context of this reading that we heard. The book of Galatians is actually a letter that the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. And it was a church that Paul himself had started and planted. He had a real close connection with this place. He started the church in Galatia and then moved on to plant other churches elsewhere in the world. But he was writing to the church with some very clear instructions. The main issue that Paul was confronting when he wrote the letter to the Galatians was a problem that was taking place with the influence of Jewish Christians in Galatia. Jewish Christians in that region were trying to tell the Galatian church that they needed to be following all of the Jewish traditions and rituals and rules in order to be right in God's eyes. They were creating the system of insiders and outsiders and saying that you couldn't really be a Christian unless you went through all the old Jewish rituals first. And so when Paul heard about this, he got out his quill and got to writing to that church in Galatia that he knew and loved. And in his letter, in the whole book of Galatians, Paul stresses a point again and again and again. He tells the Galatians that our faith in Jesus has set us free to all be one. There's no longer insiders and outsiders because of what Jesus did and who Jesus was. Because of all of that, division should no longer be something that we're dealing with. Jesus stretched out his arms on the cross and gathered everyone into God's grace. And it is simple faith in that moment that allows everyone to be united as one. Unfortunately, church disagreements did not immediately end after Paul sent this letter to the Galatians. As we know, being the church is really hard, and being united is really hard, and it always has been. We all have opinions and ideas and ways that we think are best and right. Because if we didn't think it was the best way to do it, well, then we would have found a different way. But when something comes along or a decision is made that we disagree with or that conflicts with our personal assumptions, we often find ourselves living with a very difficult tension. And unfortunately, what can often happen in church communities is that this tension tears us apart. We become so intent on articulating our belief again and again that we never really stop to listen what the other person is saying. And it becomes a cycle that can't be broken. And unfortunately, all too often, churches fall apart or they just argue in circles and nothing gets done. I had a colleague once who told me about a church that he served at. And at this church, they were always very short on funds. They were struggling financially, and each year they didn't quite have enough income to balance the budget. And so they would have to dip into their endowment fund just to balance the books. But that church also had a second endowment fund that was specifically earmarked for music. Seems like a great opportunity, a, a great blessing, but the problem was no one in the church could agree on exactly how those funds were supposed to be used. Different ideas would be brought forward, new ministries and initiatives would be proposed, but it would always stall and eventually get shot down 
because no one could agree if that was exactly how the music endowment fund should be used. And so nothing happened. Now, I don't know all the details of this story, and I'm sure members of the Bethany Foundation would be like, yeah, but let me ask some clarifying questions about that. But the whole point of this story is that from my friend's perspective, ministry was stunted because they were too focused on trying to figure this out and their disagreements about the endowment fund that they couldn't actually move forward to do the ministry that Jesus had called them to do. And there are thousands of other examples about times when churches couldn't continue with the ministry Jesus had called them to because division tore the community apart. And you know, I think that Jesus was actually really concerned about this happening. While he was still here on earth, Jesus would pray for his followers to be united. During the reading of the gospel that I just shared with you a few moments ago, we hear Jesus praying exactly for this. He was asking God for his followers to be united. He prays that his followers will be one because Jesus knows that this is the only way for his ministry to truly continue. In verse 23 from that gospel passage, Jesus prays that his followers may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me. In order for the world to know Jesus, the church has to remain united. Now, I don't think that this means that we all have to agree all the time. Disagreement and differing opinions help make the church better. But what we can't do, what we can't allow to happen is for our disagreements to tear us apart. We can't let anything take us away from the mission and ministry that Jesus has called us to. And so this is why we pray every single Sunday that God would have mercy on us. We pray for God to be merciful by blessing and strengthening the church and uniting us all as one. And you know, from my time here, I've seen God's mercy descend upon this church in these ways. I've only been here for a little under two years now, and as you might know, shortly after I arrived at Bethany, there was a global pandemic. I swear it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Churches everywhere were forced to make all sorts of impossible decisions because of these new health requirements. And it was a guarantee that not everyone would agree on the way that churches chose to move forward. And there are so many places that struggled and were torn apart. But here at Bethany, we found a way to remain united. We found a way to continue moving forward in ministry. And because of that, so much good happened in this place. During the course of this pandemic, the ministry of Jesus still happened. We worshiped on live streams and connected through Zoom calls and found new ways to form community and to care for one another as we struggled through an unprecedented moment in history. And we made hundreds of blankets for Urban Peak and we collected enormous amounts of food for Metro Caring and we donated thousands of dollars to the ELCA World Hunger Appeal. We put together hundreds of health kits for adoptive mothers and hundreds of blessing bags for there with care, and we cared for one another, and we grew in our faith, and we learned more about the grace of God. And we did all of this incredible ministry together 
during one of the most divisive times in the history of the world. Even though we didn't always agree with one another, we were able to keep being church because we chose to focus on the ministry Jesus had called us to rather than our divisions. Friends, the ugly truth is that the hard decisions aren't over. It's going to continue being hard to be the church in this year and the next and in decades long after this. And so as we move forward, we're always allowed to disagree and to have different opinions and to think that if we were in charge, we would make a better choice. But when the tension gets high, let us remember that Jesus's prayer was for us to remain united despite our disagreements. People of Bethany, we're not called to always agree. There's too much pain, though, in the world around us for division to overcome ministry. We are called to remain united so that the important work of Jesus Christ can continue through us in this place. Amen.